0: What is up? What's up, incredible, loved, and valued people? I am so thankful for your life and I'm so grateful to be a part of your week through the Have You Heard podcast. I'm your host, Emma Mae McDaniel, and this is going to be such a fun time today because we have the one, the only, Tara Sun hanging out with us, and it's going to be a time full of fun, full of encouragement, and full of challenges that take us in a good direction. So friends, grab your headphones, and let's get into the Word.
1: Son, welcome to the podcast. Thank you so much for having me, sweet friend. It always feels like just sitting at coffee with you and now we get to do it with your beautiful podcast family. So thanks for having me on today. You're so welcome.
0: This truly, I know I've told you this before, but I have been looking forward to this moment for well over a year. And so this has been a long time coming and such an answered dream. And I'm so grateful that we're getting to finally do it. And I believe it's for such a time as this. So this is a joy. And I figured speaking of joy, what better way to kick off our conversation than asking you what made you smile today?
1: this is the sweetest question because there are a lot of reasons to smile. I think sometimes I get caught up in like there's a lot of reasons not to smile, but I love being yeah. reminded of this. Um, this morning, um just put my little baby down for a nap. and this morning he we were eating breakfast and he's all into solid foods now. and he just got like egg and yogurt all in his hair and was just giggling and laughing. And I was sitting there. And I'm like, okay, like it just it just made me smile. I just had to laugh because, it was totally one of those things that I could have like stopped him and just let him be all neat and tidy, but for him to enjoy being like a silly baby and exploring. And also the fact that I actually got a drink my coffee today, like, wow. s- like semi warm, like, which is impressive because usually I have to refill it three times, but today I actually guzzled it down semi warm. So I'm smiling about all those things this morning. <laughs> That's awesome. I feel like this has come up in our conversations
0: before, but I love whenever you talk about being in just a real situation and you have a choice of how you can respond to that. Mm -hmm. And I love that was the setting in which you responded to the question of what made you smile today because – having your baby with food all up in his hair and it's very messy, you really have a choice in that moment to get really frustrated, really flustered, get maybe aggravated. And then you also have the choice of saying, what a joy that for this season we get to have these moments and make these mm-hmm. memories. And so I I just love that that always comes up when I'm talking with you of the choice to be grateful and the mm. choice to laugh and rejoice even in those Monday sometimes what they feel like moment. Yeah. So I hope those who are listening maybe feels like, oh, if Emma were to ask me that question, I don't know what I would say because there isn't some plain reason why I would just smile without even thinking about it. But I challenge you to dig a little bit deeper. What What are you facing today that maybe you have a choice of how you could respond and it may not be your immediate option, but maybe one you were thankful that you made to smile at it. So that's amazing. And praise God, you you got to have your coffee,
1: girl. <laughs> you know, I'm used to at this point that I either can't finish it or I have to reheat it, like I said, like three million times. Um, yeah. But it's just the simple joys and knowing that like, hey, it's out of my control and like that's okay. And um, he'd actually... It's, it's so cute Emma he is so interested in what we're doing now my son Hunter when I say he um, he's so interested in what Michael and I do my husband and I do and so he sees us drinking coffee and so he'll come up to us on the couch or where we, wherever we are we're where, like wherever he can grab us and he will grab the coffee cup and sometimes it's messy <laughs> but he'll grab it and he'll just like stick his little mouth on the corner on the edge like oh. and he'll pretend to drink like because he sees what we're doing and it's the cutest thing because I can't wait to Give him a little sip of his first coffee, um, but it's just so, so fun sweet. to be like he's just watching everything, and he is so smart. Like you don't give them enough credit.
0: Yeah. Wow. I, I actually, it's so funny that you say this because we had Cezanne Hendricks on the podcast yeah, a few yes. weeks ago, and she was talking about how sometimes we get so occupied with the people that we may have like influence with just whether it be on social media or just out and about throughout our day. but And we forget that the biggest people that we're influencing a lot of times is the people within our own home. And yeah. it is so yeah. crazy that you're talking about like he's watching everything. And even in those really funny, lighthearted moments, but he's like looking to you as an example of so many things. I think that that's so that's so, so sweet. And Hunter, he's one, right? Yes. Yes. Which is crazy. Can you tell us how has not only this one year of having a child been, but you've only, you've been married for what, two years? Mm-hmm. So yeah. your last two years of life have been filled
1: with so much transition and sweet life change. How has that been? You nailed it. Uh, So much sweetness and life transition, but man, it has been a whirlwind of the past couple years, and I still can't believe that even Michael and I have been married for two years, and then we have a one-year-old. So if you can do the math, we got pregnant like three or four months into marriage, which was like not the plan. Um, we actually like were preventing it. We were like not trying, and God clearly had different plans. Um, we're wow. so thankful, though. We're so grateful looking back at just, I, to be super honest, the just kind of this the, the anxiety and the fear when we first found out we were pregnant. We're mm-hmm. like, oh my gosh, we haven't been married that long. And it just, it felt just all consuming. Um, but it's really cool to look back at the way that God provided and just carried us in his faithfulness. And it's been really sweet knowing that like, I've also known my husband for so long. Like we dated through high school and we have a foundation, even if it wasn't that long in marriage, like I know him he's not like I mean I'm always constantly learning about him but he's not like the stranger that I just met like six months ago and we decided to get married right and then suddenly have a child but like I've known him and so it's really sweet to Mm -hmm. still grow up with him and then also like raise a child with him so it's been the sweetest past two years and like I can't believe it's it's been that long. (laughs)
0: Yeah, I so get that. I mean, Josh and I will celebrate our two years in June. And it feels like, yeah, it's totally been two years. But at the same time, it feels like it's been 10. And then in another realm, it feels like it's been a month. Because Mm -hmm. it's just so sweet. You make so many memories together. And you grow so close with each other. And it also just feels like, whoa, it feels like that was yesterday that we met it's Mm -hmm. so special.
1: Yeah. I love this (laughs) season. It's such a fun time. And although the first couple years like are challenging in marriage, like, I mean, it's always going to be challenging, but I honestly think this, you know, some people say, Oh, the first year or two is the hardest. And, you know, you struggle so much and that's really like when you're tested and some people just don't stay together. Like, I think those are the moments that are the best. And that although there are hardships and trials and then when you do add a child, it adds another layer of needing more communication, better communication, all these things. Um, it's just where you can really leverage that as a growth season and to use those trials as a as an opportunity to push you guys closer together. It could push you farther away, but also it could grow you closer and be mm-hmm. way better for it. And that's what we've seen at least in the last couple of years.
0: I love that, and I really feel like that mirrors our walk with the Lord, that mm-hmm. trials can either be, we again, we have a choice. As we're walking, they're difficult things. Are we going to choose to draw near to God, or are we going to choose to reject Him and go our own way and believe all these lies about who He is and His intent for our mm-hmm. hearts? And I love that you also talked about how you and your husband like have been together since like high school. Mm -hmm. And one of my favorite things about your story is how you have allowed your trials in life, things that you thought were in your control that actually weren't, you allowed those things to be spaces where you chose to draw near to God. And I would love for you to share some of your story throughout high school and college where it was difficult. Things didn't go how you planned and how that how that felt how your relationship with the Lord was impacted by it
1: yeah great great question and something that I have to reflect on a lot um, because honestly there were two distinct moments but just a lot of my life after like around when high school started that before that life was really easy like School was easy. Grades were easy. Friendships were easy. I felt incredible. Like I was very athletic, all these things, very involved. And then things started to change. I was diagnosed at 14, um, just a few months before I started high school with a chronic illness. And that sent me to a whole year of physical therapy, having to um, just step away from high school because I literally couldn't get out of bed that first year. All of this time that I should have been doing the high school experience and getting my footing. I was actually just in intense physical therapy. I was laying in bed, if I'm being super honest, like yelling at God, like this was not a part of the plan. Why are you doing this to me? Aren't you good? Don't you love me? All these questions that were going so through you're my saying mind. You weren't just like, oh, okay my plans changed. Let's roll with it. It wasn't like that. No, no, it wasn't like that. Surprise, surprise. Right. Um, I did not handle it well, Emma. And it's one of those things that like, I wish I could say I did, but through that time of wrestling and being like, God, I really don't like you right now to be super honest. Like I had those moments, like those are the moments that took me to a place where I was like totally broken and in need of God. And if God didn't bring me to that place, I was operating so much out of self-sufficiency and pride and believing that I had it under control. And when God diagnosed me with that or allowed that to come into my life and um, other circumstances, like another thing was when I got to college, um, I had this whole plan of doing like medical school, like podcasting and writing books and all the stuff I do now was never on the radar. And so the plan was medical school, some kind of medicine. Um, And the Lord literally told me the only time in my life that I've heard the audible voice of God tell me, Tara, you're not supposed to be here. And that sent me into another spiral where I'm like, okay, like after the whole diagnosis, I had, I kind of got things back on track, God. And now you're like throwing another wrench in my plans. And again, that was another moment for me to be like, okay, clearly I'm not in control of my life. So what does Mm -hmm. that mean? God, are you good? Are you worthy to be trusted with my story? And it brought me to a place of utter dependence and realizing that like, it's really okay to be out of control because God is, and he's way better at being in control.
0: Isn't that so kind of God to allow us to go through difficult things Mm -hmm. so that we can look more like, who we were made to be like his son so that we can be in greater intimacy with him so that we can have a clearer view of who he is. Mm-hmm. It's such a twisted view because sometimes we see hard things, things not going our way, releasing control as my life is falling apart. Yeah. And God, you totally don't have my best interest in mind when in actuality what a great heart posture to say, God, I don't understand it all, but I trust you. And I just, I've been in the Psalms a lot lately and I just have seen countless times. It's a little bit different of a scenario, but countless times David is like pouring his heart out to God regarding all the difficult circumstances. Like God, these people are attacking me. God, where are you? God, I don't know like when I'm going to feel like I'm safe. Like He's just pouring out his heart. But it's so beautiful that so many times by the end of the psalm, even whenever he's still feeling all of these emotions, he comes to this place of, God, I trust you. You are my Lord. You are who you say you are. You will be glorified through all of this. And I think what I'm hearing you say is such an encouragement that like, yeah, I felt all of these emotions. It didn't go how I thought it was going to go. And I had to navigate through those things. But at the end of the day, God, I trust you. And Mm -hmm. so I hope those listening aren't feeling like, oh, to trust God means that like, I can't, experience the reality of being human and all these emotions No, you so can and actually you can in a very safe place in the presence of the father but don't let your emotions derail you from trusting in him let let them take you to him as you trust him that's so, so thank good you for being so honest
1: yeah no i love that you said that emma like I keep coming back to this quote I heard. Um I think it I don't it might have been on Instagram or something but it was just something along the lines of the truth is not afraid of being questioned. And mm-hmm. I just—it was said in a secular setting, but I thought about it in the, our context of our relationship with God. How sometimes we're afraid to be honest with God, but God is not afraid of our of our feelings, of our emotions, of our honesty. Honestly, like you said in the Psalms, like David pours out his heart. Like he says some pretty vulnerable stuff. Other yeah. people in the Bible do too. So God is not afraid of you coming to Him, even with your questioning. Like like I said, like I literally ask God, like, where are you? Aren't mm-hmm. you good? Like, why are you doing this to me? All these questions. And God's not afraid of that. And he might have not answered me in the timing that I wanted, but he always did answer me in the way of truth because that's who he is. So mm-hmm. I, I'm just piggy, you know piggybacking off what you said, Emma. Like, that's Jesus so is not big. afraid of being questioned because he's the truth. He's the way.
0: Yeah. I'm so thankful, too, that he's such a safe place and
1: mm-hmm.
0: how we truly can rejoice in the hard things that we go through, consider it pure joy, because we know that God is using it to strengthen our character, to make us mature. He's using it to lead us to walk in endurance and hope that won't put us to shame. And there's so much perspective. I feel like I keep coming back to that whenever we are walking through hard things. Um, Something also that you said I thought was really interesting and it reminded me of things I've had people ask me just on social media and that is you had this moment of receiving your diagnosis of fibromyalgia before like as you were stepping into high school and then going into college thinking that your career path was going to go one way and you were told that's actually not the way it's going to go and in those moments you felt flustered and god what's going on but then eventually like your relationship with him was growing as you chose to trust him what i'm getting at though is i have people ask me a lot of times Emma, I'm so encouraged to hear that God loves me. I'm so encouraged to hear that he's trustworthy. I'm so encouraged to hear that he's good. But then whenever I leave that conversation or leave that week at summer camp and I get in my mundane everyday routine, it's really hard for me to actually live that out. It's Mm -hmm. hard for me to continue to believe that. And so what did your day to day look like? Because That was like a total of eight years of your plans changing and having to adapt. How does your relationship with God grow daily?
1: Yeah, that's so, so good. When we talk about this idea of surrender, which is really what a lot of my life was marked by and what we as Christians need to do and adapt in our life is this lifestyle of surrender. And that's the key. Like you said, Emma, like living it out every day is like practicing this muscle because it has to be, it has to become a rhythm and a routine of our lives. And it can't just be like Mm -hmm. you said, a summer, summer camp high or something that just happens after maybe even this podcast episode, you're so encouraged, but then tomorrow you don't feel as encouraged. And so Practicing that muscle of making your plans, because that's the thing about surrender, knowing that like surrender isn't just sitting on your hands and not doing anything. Surrender is really active, but surrender means I'm yielding my plans in my life to you, God, in trust. But you have a really active guide to live surrendered, if that makes sense. And that's the word of God. The word of God is your guide to live this way. And so every single day, we need to be in God's word, whether that's for a few minutes or an hour or whatever that looks like for your schedule, literally being in God's word because if we don't know his promises, if we don't know his character, which is all found in the word of God, we're not going to be able to live it practically. I always like to tell people like, when you know someone, then you love them because a true knowledge of someone good and trustworthy, it produces a love. And then when you love someone, you're going to want to live. You're going to want to put your feet to action. So the Mm -hmm. same thing goes for God's word and who he is. And so You're having a hard time trusting God and living that out practically. Recount His faithfulness in the Old Testament and the New Testament. Remind yourself of His promises because our trust a lot of times is based on what we see in front of us or our expectations for our lives. When God says, You don't trust or you don't put your faith in the things that you can see, but the things that you can't see and the promises that are still true, even if like we don't understand them in the moment. So it's really all about just founding our. Lives upon God.
0: Yeah. And I think it's, oh, I'm just so encouraged. And I think it's important to not be hard on yourself whenever you're quick to forget.
1: Yeah. I think that's just
0: our human nature. And so instead of beating yourself up for just feeling overwhelmed or being forgetful of who God is and what he says about you and, I think there's something really beautiful when you have an expectation of needing constant reminders. And instead of seeing that as a bad thing, see that as God, I need you. And I'm so thankful that you literally say, Your Holy Spirit was given to me to not only teach me of all truth, but remind me of all truth. And all throughout scripture, you hear, Remember, remember. Mm -hmm. And I have shared this quote before, but. One of my youth pastors at summer camp one summer said this, and I've never forgotten it. He said, amnesia leads to doubt, but remembrance leads to a deepening of faith. Amnesia basically meaning forgetfulness. So if I am going to be forgetting who God is, what he says, who I am in him, then I'm quickly going to be doubtful of all of those things. But Mm -hmm. if I'm in a continual place of being aware, I need reminding and being active to remind myself, then I am going to only grow in my faith. So be encouraged. Like if you feel like you need to be reminded all the time, (laughs) you're in great company. There's a reason God sent his spirit to remind us because we are people who need that. So thank you for that encouragement.
1: Yeah, Emma, I'm really encouraged by that because what you were saying just reminded me of just depending dependence Mm -hmm. on God, anything that makes us just like honestly acknowledge our need for him and someone greater to keep us connected. Because I think a lot of times we think that I have the power within myself to, to read the Bible and, you know, just so consistently. And I, I have the power to, um, stay close to God, but we need the spirit. We need dependence. And so I love that you reminded us of that and gave us that permission slip to be like, it's okay to have that need because it actually draws you closer to Christ.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I'm so, so grateful for how gracious he is. And something I really loved what you said, that surrendering is active Mm -hmm. and it's not just sitting on our hands. I felt like that spoke to me. And I, I think I'm safe to say that there are people listening who are in a similar boat as me. We're talking a lot about like wanting to control and wanting to plan your next five years and learning how to trust God and lean into him when it doesn't go that way. But I can sometimes find myself on the other end of that spectrum where I so badly want to just like do God's will and do what he wants me to do that I will be afraid to plan. I sometimes shy away from dream sessions when me and Josh are dreaming and casting vision as we seek the Lord for the ministry because I'm like, oh no. And I feel like that's just as unhealthy as trying to grasp for control and not release it to the Lord because there's something so beautiful about getting to dream with the Lord. So
1: what encouragement would you give to the person in that boat who's afraid to plan? I have been there. And this is even coming from someone who's a natural planner. Like I, I'm a type A planner. I love my planners on my phone and on my desk. And I always have a million things planned out for a day. And it's just, it gives me the sense of accomplishment when that happens. So whether you're like that or you're not like that, <laughs> I have also struggled with that. Because in my moments of God clearly redirecting me you know, away from medical school, the mad- medical school route and things like that, I was like, okay, well, then what am I supposed to do then? There was this fear. Mm-hmm of making the wrong decision. So there was just like stagnancy and just not being sure of what to do. And so for the one who's maybe in that boat too, I want to remind you that that's where faith comes in. That's where literally knowing God's word and being like, okay, God, if I make a decision that honors you, that's not a sin, I can walk in faith in that and also be confident that you will redirect me if I make the wrong move. Because that's Mm -hmm. the thing is that On our own, when we try to control things, that is the wrong move. But when we're surrendered, we can have the freedom to actually make decisions with the word of God as our guide and know that we can't make the wrong one if God is leading us. Because God will always redirect us, reroute us, but that's how he works. And so just activating that faith in Christ that you have the access to and knowing that he gives the confidence to do that. And he also wants us to trust him. Faith is an Mm -hmm. act of trust. And so if we just sit on our hands, that's not demonstrating trust in God, that he is enough to hold our lives together, even if we, you know, miss a step or any of those things.
0: Yeah. Would you say that you still struggle with letting go of control because i feel like and what i mean by that is i think sometimes we can have a really incredible story of like this is a moment where i grew so much in my walk with god and sometimes it can be perceived of like oh well now they've got it all together now they're never afraid now they never try to take the reins and i i think i would beg
1: to differ would you beg to differ (laughs) oh yes absolutely and that's (laughs) something that i know you emma like make it so clear and i love that about you you know on social media and in your books and studies like that we don't write from a place i didn't write my book surrender your story from a place of perfection and being like well i have it all figured out like this is super easy you should too it's (laughs) from a place of my own struggle and that god did lead me through some really cool things to teach me surrender but then he also is daily working on this thing with me he's daily reminding me to take these clenched fists that want what i want for my life and want to control every aspect and all these things and he's daily teaching me that muscle of letting go and letting him have control that's reserved for him and so i think that can be kind of discouraging sometimes where you're like "Ugh!" like i still struggle every day but the really cool thing in the struggle that i've learned emma and i know you have too is that in the struggle, there's sanctification every single day. And Mm -hmm. sanctification is this journey that's like this, but we're not going to arrive until we reach heaven. And it's just this linear journey of relying on Jesus Christ and making sure that we stay close to him and having the confidence that he's not going to waste anything. And that every day, even when we make mistakes, he is going to make us more like him, which is sanctification.
0: Yes, it's so true and so encouraging. I even look back to my high school self and I remember moments where a big weakness of mine is easily getting fearful and overthinking and it causes me to like I was just mentioning earlier causes me to be hesitant to make any decisions because I'm so afraid to make the wrong one and I look now as I'm just now out of college and I still have fearful moments. I still overthink. I was literally having such a deep conversation with Josh about how, like, I just felt overwhelmed. Like, I still wrestle with those things, but I notice I'm moving on quicker. Mm, I notice good. that I don't feel as bad when I'm vulnerable to share how I'm feeling. I notice that I'm learning to go to God and actually take Him at His word mm. whenever He encourages me with whatever I'm going through. And so you're so right. Like, as you continue to work out that muscle, you do notice yourself like being sanctified by the Holy Spirit. And it's like, no, I'm not perfect, but praise God, I'm, I'm not where I was eight years ago, like the 16 year old Emma in high school. And so that's just so kind of God. And Mm, I think it is also encouraging just to know that you're still on your journey, but being Mm -hmm. on your journey, I would love for you to talk to the person listening who is maybe facing a situation where they had their five-year plan. They had X, Y, Z laid out. This is exactly how everything was going to go. All of their I's were dotted, all their T's were crossed. And now they're starting to realize that it's not unraveling as they had hoped. They're starting to realize that God is actually calling them in a different direction. Mm -hmm. You're on the other side of seeing that happen multiple times. Can you bring encouragement of like,
1: it's worth trusting God. It's better than what you could have planned. Yeah. Well, even from my story that I share a lot in my book, but there's so much in my life that I can testify to, but I just quickly want to talk about someone in the Bible who encourages me to do that. And um, I talk about about Joseph in one of the chapters of Surrender Your Story. And I talk about how Mm -hmm. he was given a promise from God at a very young age. He was given this incredible hope But what happened? So many wrenches were thrown into his plans. His brothers turned on him. He was sold into slavery. He was basically just wrongfully accused. He was, um, forgotten about in Egypt. All of these things happened to him. And yet we read that the Lord still had favor on him. We read that Joseph still waited and trusted because he knew that God had given him a promise. And so even though we're not in a Joseph level crisis, even though you and I, you know, haven't been thrown into a pit or any of these things in our lives, we have the same promise. We have the same promise in Jesus. And so I want you to first hold on to that and know that Jesus is your savior and that you have the hope of heaven. So those are the things that you can be sure of. And so when we put our hope in those things, we can have confidence that if Jesus loves us enough to save us and to give us that hope, then he's not going to abandon us in the middle, in the middle of our story. And so what I've seen in my life too is that everything that I thought was a misdirect in my life and that didn't go according to my plan was according to God's plan. And the more you get to know who God is, and I know you're passionate about this, knowing who you are because of who God is, the more you know who he is in your life, the more when something happens that you never thought would happen in your life, the more you can be assured that I know that God is Good, I know that God is trustworthy. I know that God is patient. I know that God is loving. If you know his character, it helps you to kind of ebb and flow with whatever happens. And one more thing I wanna say is, I'm so passionate about this idea of surrender. And the reason why is because a lot of people come to me on social media and places and they say, okay, I know I need to surrender my control and give God my life, all of it. But it feels like I'm giving up a lot and that God is just leaving me empty handed. But I want to tell you something really cool. So take your hands, if you're able, unless you're driving or something, like take your hands and put them in fists and think about maybe the dreams and desires you have for your life in, in your fists, like you're holding on to them, okay? And then I want you to let release them. Slowly release those palms. The thing about it is that you still have those things in your palms, but you are giving them up to God and saying, okay, God, I'm going to let you do with them what you will. The thing about God is that he may take some out, and take them away Mm -hmm. forever. He may take some out, put them aside for a little bit. But the really cool thing is that he doesn't just take everything out of your hands and say, okay, you're left with nothing. He's like, I'm actually, it's a greater exchange. You get to give up the burden of trying to have it all together of like just wearing yourself out from this five-year plan. And instead, I'm giving you fulfillment, I'm giving you peace, I'm giving you salvation, I'm giving you mercy, I'm giving you all these things in exchange. So you're not empty-handed. I want you to know that there's a greater trade-off when you let God have control.
0: Wow. That whole concept of releasing control yet not being empty-handed is so powerful. The fact that, like, as you were talking, I just couldn't help but think about Lord, in you, I lack no good thing. I am sure of this that my God will supply all of my needs according to his glorious riches in Christ Jesus. And I'm just so grateful for that encouragement that you've given because I believe that is so true. The enemy keeps us from walking in faith and surrender Mm -hmm. because he wants us to think that we're missing out. That God's holding out the best on us. But when we actually trust that God is a God who withholds no good thing from his kids, we can see the things that we think are losses and they're actually God's provision, his protection. Like, I can't remember exactly the details of the story, but I was reading in Exodus and the Lord was leading the Israelites in a direction that... If you were to look at it with the most efficient set of eyes, you would say, God, you need a GPS because this is not (laughs) the way we should be going. Like we clearly could have gone this way. And then God not always revealing the why, which also requires faith. when we don't know why everything happens when it does and why why it happens how it does. But Mm -hmm. God actually does choose to reveal to Moses like If I would have let y'all go or led y'all the other way, then I can't remember exactly what happened, but like y'all would have like been attacked by this certain army or y'all would have thought that y'all had defeated them in your own strength. You would have not relied on me like... So like God is like, yeah, it may not look like what you would have planned, but because I love you and I care about my relationship with you and I care about the condition of your heart, I'm going to take you this way. And so I just feel like you're bringing so much encouragement and I am just so grateful for one, your love for God. Two, your obedience to him in being honest about your journey. And three, like from that place of loving him and obedience, being such a powerhouse of encouragement to everyone, including myself on this podcast today, to look to the Lord, to trust him, to realize that he does have our best interest in heart. And so I just want to thank you so
1: much for being on the podcast today. Oh well Emma's my joy. You are such a dear friend and the way that you speak so much truth and so much gentleness but boldness encourages me. Like you oh. say that I came and encouraged you guys, but I feel blessed to have learned from you today. So thank you for letting me be here and talk more about surrender because I just I just love doing that and with you it's extra fun.
0: <laughs> Yay! And everybody who's listening if y'all like want to go deeper into the things we talked about today this literally is scratching the surface of tara's new book surrender your story and so tara i would love for you to share with our listeners
1: where they can find your book and where they can be plugged into your
0: incredible ministry
1: well thanks friend yes if you want a copy of surrender your story um subtitled ditch the myth of control and discover freedom and trusting god that sounds like something you want or if you love this conversation you can get this book it's out in the world um anywhere books are sold amazon christian book barnes and noble all the places so you can pick up a copy today um and also i'd love to stay connected with you guys because i feel like you know, I don't know. I just love hanging out with Emma and uh, she's such a kindred spirit. So like, it would be fun to hang out with you too. I feel like we'd all get along. Um, <laughs> you can follow me on Instagram at Miss um, or also subscribe to my podcast, uh, Truth Talks with Tara, which Emma has been on my show. So you can go back and listen to our episodes together. <laughs>
0: yes i love truth talks with tara everybody y'all are just incredible and i hope the rest of your week is lovely that you know you're so loved and you're encouraged to trust the lord i will talk to y'all next week